Okay, folks, this is uh, Captain Fred. Today is October the 30th of uh, 2022. This is the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is a place where past, present, and future exist at the same time. So when we discuss a past issue, we might also discuss how it affects a future um, issue. Today, Captain Chris is going to come on with me, and I'd like to try to talk about something that's been occurring for me at least for quite a while and then, and what it is is analysis paralysis i don't know if the listeners feel the same way as i do but there's so much information it's not necessarily information as much as it is entertainment because we have no way to verify practically anything that we hear on the mainstream media. We can't really know for sure that anything that we discuss lies in the realm of reality or whether it is a, um, a meme that's been distributed by the, the same powers that, um, that control our behavior through social media, through mainstream media. So, Chris, uh, are you on the line yet? Or I, I think I am. You know, because you can't trust what you hear in the media. <laughs> we can't trust what we... I, can we trust what we see anymore? Can we trust if if we see uh, anything? Has has our behavior been modified to the point where even what we experience firsthand is questionable? I mean, I I spoke with you a little earlier, and we started talking about three or four or five or six different issues that's been thrown out by media and alternative media, too. I, you were talking about, said you listened to uh, uh, some media event. Uh, what was her name? Lake? Oh, Carrie Lake, yeah. Carrie Lake, yeah. And you, you were talking about that, and then I started talking about how I'd heard that uh, – the uh, cancer deaths were up seven thousand percent, and that the CDC was was uh, authorizing vaccines for children. And how much of this information is really relevant to us? If we if we behave, if we don't listen to this stuff, if we don't listen to the media, and we don't make assumptions about uh, the world around us based on what the media tells us. How can this affect us, and why do we let it affect us? And like I said earlier, how much of this creates analysis paralysis? I mean, 
You know, that's that's a term that I think is really relevant. How much of this information can we actually process and how much of it paralyzes us into into a behavior that's very predictable? Well, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't I really don't particularly feel paralyzed by it, Fred. I mean, that's just not, not how I look at it. I, I do question, uh, you know, the the veracity of, of a lot of what I'm hearing. But, you know, I think that, that, that what you do, it, it's, you know, it's almost like taking an average, is the way I look at it. <clears throat> you look at a different number of inputs, and then you average out what you think went on. And, uh, you know, the reason is, is you, you know, like if, if you're going to go to a restaurant or something, uh, and you're trying to figure out what the reality is about what's being prepared. You know, you ask, you know, four or five people. One person will say, it's like the best restaurant I've ever been to. And the other person says, oh, man, you know, I got food poisoning. You know, <laughs> somewhere, in that, somewhere in, that, in that range is what that is. And that's really kind of what we do just experientially. That's what we do every day. You know, we kind of take the information that we have and we kind of adjust it based on the uh, frequency that we see that. One of the curious things about, uh, you know, the information that we get from the mainstream media is it depends on a number of things. It depends on the technology that you have and it depends on how much time you have. Uh, If you don't have anything but a TV, you know, and I mean an old-fashioned television, you know, where you turn it on and you get like NBC, ABC, CBS, and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, the public uh, broadcast, public radio on TV, whatever they call it, NPR or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you're only going to get a certain rendition of information. And that rendition of information, uh, it, to, my, to, to my understanding, and this is based on my sampling people who went to who went to the restaurant is absolutely and totally skewed. It's skewed towards a political viewpoint. Now there are reasons for that. But if you have the time and you have different technologies, and you can go to uh, different websites, you can go to different TV websites, you can go to different news websites and take a look across the board and try to analyze or try to kind of hear and then kind of distill where you think uh, correct information falls on the spectrum. I think that's the only way we can do it. Now, if you don't have the time to do that and you don't have the technology, I think you're really compromised in terms of what it is that you hear and what it is that you understand. That's just my uh, Well, I... I have to agree with you on that about information, but that's because uh, that's that's uh, that's information that you don't have to work for. <laughs> but uh, the kind of information that I've started to try to generate is is personal information or firsthand information. When I'm chatting with people at say at the at the grocery store or or some common place where we meet, I like to ask them questions of uh, their personal experience with some of these events that's happened in the last year or two. You know, the COVID event, 
I've, I've always tried to ask people, and hopefully as gently as possible, what their experience was in the last few years with COVID and, and how, how it affected them. And, and that information collectively has been, like you say, it's been averaged out. And I've, I've come to believe that people don't rely on firsthand information nearly as much as they rely on information that's been given to them on the media. Uh, I, well, think I, a, I completely agree. I, I agree with you, but but if, if what we're talking about what's happening in Ukraine, uh, I haven't been to the Ukraine recently. You know what I mean? I haven't got a clue what's going on there from personal right. knowledge. Right. We you couldn't know? possibly. I've got to rely on someone. Yeah, we've well, got to rely. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know who blew up the pipeline. You know, <laughs> you know uh, the gas pipeline to Northern Europe. I don't. I wasn't there. You know, I've got an alibi. But, you know, the thing is, I don't know what happened. At, at some point... Chris, yeah. we can't verify if that actually happened or not. All we can do is... Yeah, really, really. Word yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in fact, in fact, let me go this far. I can't even verify that there really is a Ukraine. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, hey, you know, I mean, at some point, you know, we, we, we just have to... We have to sift through what we're hearing and make some assumptions. You know, like I think, uh, you know, like Fred, um, almost nothing we know is based on personal knowledge, ultimately. I wouldn't say almost anything we know. But I'd say that the vast, 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 vast majority of everything that we know and understand is information derived from the source that isn't us. Even if it's about us, and I think I once said this, Fred, how do you know you have a liver? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, how do you really know? How, how do you know? Well, it hurts you know, have, you seen, have you seen your liver lately? You know? <laughs> it's not speaking to me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really, it's not listening to me. That's right. No, it well, it's because yeah. I continue to give it the wrong information all the time. But, but that's that's kind of the point. Is that you know, how can we know these things? You know, it's like I, I listen to a lot of alternative, and that's how I came up with these numbers, the 7,000% increase in cancer, because you're not hearing it on mainstream media. The only place you hear this on is on uh, alternative media. And uh, most of the, well, it's like uh, earlier this morning, there was a host that was, talking about the 7,000% 7, increase in cancer. And, and he had documentation, and you can go look at it, www. whatever it was. And, and, but like you say, who has time to do that? I, you know, I can't, I can't verify that. And most people really don't have the time to do that either because most people are struggling just to pay their bills. And the time that we take to... Well, the time that we take to investigate this is more of disposable time that we don't really have that much of anymore. You, you know, uh, it, 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 let's take it a step further. You know, I'm going to assume that there's a Brazil, but maybe there really isn't, you know. But, you know, a study's conducted in Brazil that compares the efficacy of uh, COVID treatments, you know, across hundreds of thousands of people. That, and I think we've, we've talked about this before, that 
uh, that the, the result of the study is this remesivir or whatever it is, at least if I'm doing this correctly. I don't mean to uh, defame the people who make this stuff, but, you know, is probably uh, less effective than a certain medications that you get banned from the Internet for even talking about. You know, uh, it, 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 it's just nuts. So you, what you have to do is you have to make some sort of assumptions when you get to data uh, from uh, various areas like the scientific community or the political community. And you've got to make some assumptions that, that, that's, that I've heard this so often. There's been so many different studies. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my personal opinion based on these studies is X. And I'm just going to let it go at that until somebody come, can come back and tell me that study is uh, wrong, it's, and here's why it was flawed, or your opinion that you reach based on that study is logically uh, incorrect because. Uh, that's what I got to do, you know, because, well, you know, like you said, we, we, we just, that there's a certain finite amount of time, you know. Uh, right. To, well, Chris, and then again, we're, we're going to lose the ability to determine this stuff because we don't have the expertise. Like, what's, a, what's an appropriate study of vaccine efficacy on children? I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a virologist. A virologist. I don't work in a lab, and I didn't conduct the test. So when we're getting into all that stuff... Well, Chris, you know, there are certain things that we can depend on when we... I guess when we hear information or see information, I know that in the last week, I guess, there was a uh, news media event that came out where the EU Council asked uh, one of the uh, officers of Pfizer if they had done studies on whether or not COVID (laughs) or, or the vaccine prevented uh, transfer of the disease. And they said absolutely not. Now, I don't know about you, but I suffered through a couple of years of coercion. Uh, People telling me that I had to get this or I was a criminal for spreading this disease to everybody. Now that was, we we were fed misinformation by everybody, the CDC, the FDA, Fauci, by the drug companies, and they let this run for quite a while. I felt like I felt like I did during Vietnam when I was telling everybody that this was a banker's war, and everybody said, "What are you, some kind of coward? You don't want to go fight for our country?" It's the same thing. I mean, what are you? You're going to kill your grandmother by giving her COVID? The shot did absolutely no good. The lockdowns now. Are, are evidence to have caused more damage. I know that financially, the lockdowns cost me probably close to $10,000 in, in rent that I paid that I couldn't take advantage of. You know, uh, who do we, since, since we know we've been lied to about this, why, do, why is it that we're still listening to it? Why, why do we do we still trust that system or do why should we trust it if we've been lied to about something so serious? In one sense, Fred, I think it, it doesn't make any difference. And here's, here's what I mean by that. 
they're going to keep buying it. <laughs> you know? So, and if, again, you go back to the model of how much time and what technology do you have. You know, uh, when the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and I still have to chuckle when I say that, <clears throat> um, said, if he gets vaccinated, you won't get coronavirus. Now, he said that. Now, yeah. in one sense, I, I can look at Biden and say, you know, not just because of that, but based on a lot of things, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. You know? uh, or, or in a whole bunch of different senses, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But the point of it all is, is not that he said that and not that it was wrong. The problem with the structures today are, in, in my opinion, I think it's much worse because you can't say something that challenges that. You know, if you recall back during, you know, the, the, the height of the cockpit stuff, you couldn't, you couldn't post on social media things that, that we now know are, are, are absolutely most likely the case. Uh, I, because, again, I don't even know that there's a Wuhan, China, and I don't know that there's a biolab in Wuhan, China, and I don't know that they do virus research with bats or that there are even bats in China because I've never been to China, and I don't know. But I'm on the assumption that there is a Wuhan virology lab uh, that uh, was doing uh, experimentation with uh, gain-of-function research using bat DNA, assuming that. Uh, there's a hefty chance in all of this stuff that the COVID uh, virus escaped from a, from a, you know, what I'm going to call a weapons lab in China. Now, a lot of people say that today. And there are a lot of studies that show that the DNA that's involved in COVID bears all the indications that it was kind of stitched together. Now, if you had said that, you know, a year and a half ago, they just shut you down. You know, uh, if you were to tell people this vaccine isn't a vaccine or that it hasn't been really tested for efficacy appropriately, they would shut you down. If you wanted to, when I say that they would shut you down, that information wouldn't get out. Steps were taken to prevent people from speaking that truth or what they perceive to be that truth. And in a marketplace forum of ideas, when you put something out that's stupid, like, hey, by the way, Fred's really a tomato. He's not a human being. He's a tomato. Uh, people ought to be able to come back and say, where'd you get that? Why do you say that? What do you think a tomato is? And why do you think Fred uh, is one? Those kinds of exchanges are, shouldn't be banned. They should be encouraged. And the problem is, is these days, we don't have as much access to that back and forth of free information. And there are a number of reasons for it. Uh, and, and, and it's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty scary. And I, I think rather than the idea of information paralysis, that we have too much information, uh, I, I think that really what the problem is is our information has been restricted and it's been kind of pipelined. And it's, it's been put into a channel, and this is the channel, and this is what you're going to hear, and this is what's going on. And if you change, try to say it's not, uh, you face consequences. If I can go Chris, the mainstream media has controls the polls that 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 gives numbers for their pop their own popularity. 
And I was I was listening to a friend of mine on Revolution Radio this morning, and they were looking at uh, numbers provided by one of the services that carry Revolution Radio, and they were saying that they were in a poll with all the media sources were number 10, just below CNBC. And I know that RBN is probably as listened to as that too. So we're not, we're not really understanding how much effect shows like this show, shows like the other shows on RBN, the shows on Revolution Radio, I know there's a lot of new platforms. We're not really hearing how some of this stuff is is changing the way information is being discussed. Because, like you say, just a year ago, we couldn't say some of these things. And, of course, now on on RBN, that's not true, because we were talking about this back then, too. But we were... We were... uh, being referred to as conspiracy theorist. And oh, we and being... absolutely. If, if, if you don't go with the mainstream, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a terrorist. You know, uh, and that is the, uh, you're a poo-poo pants. Uh, that's the argument ad hominem that's given to somebody when uh, the argument challenging what they're saying doesn't hold water. In other words, if, if somebody says, well, you know, Fred, I think you're a tomato, and uh, you say, well, why why do you say I'm a tomato? And you say, well, you're just a poo-poo pants. You know, uh, wait a minute. That has nothing to do with whether Fred's a tomato or not. I mean, that where's well, the analysis? Where's the information? Well, us calling, Chris, us calling uh, Biden a poo-poo pants really takes the edge off the kind of criminal behavior that actually exists Absolutely. in that office right now. So I don't I don't really Absolutely. refer to him as poo-poo pants. <laughs> I think Biden is, uh, st- uh, is strategically placed there because of his age, his position. It keeps a lot of the heat off of the people that are really making the money off, all, off the presidency right now. And, and a lot of people think that the money is in Congress, but, you know, the cash is in being president because you can spend money by executive order. It's like I've heard now that uh, through the media and through mainstream media or or, also, or or the echo of mainstream media that the United States is going to send another $600 billion or million dollars to Ukraine. And I've also not seen anything that really uh, accounts for where any of this money actually goes. I know that no one's asked me to, to give money to <laughs> yeah. the foreign government. <laughs> right? Yeah. Have, yeah. Has anybody asked you if we want to send another trillion dollars to Ukraine? Uh, you know, it, it, on the assumption that there really is a Ukraine, <laughs> uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not particularly convinced, one, that uh, the money that we're sending them, I, first off, I'm convinced we are sending them money. But the second thing is, uh, I, I'm not really convinced that, that we're sending them dollar bills. What we're doing is buying stuff and then allegedly shipping the stuff over to them in the form of missiles and, 
you know, missile launchers and, you know, equipment and such. Uh, and the people who make the equipment, uh, those are the people who are getting the money. I don't oh, think yeah. that there's real, I don't think it's like Iran where a plane lands, you know, it's got like great, like another vehicle bombing administration, where it's got like a billion dollars in, in, in currency. I don't think we're doing it like that anymore. But, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, uh, no one's asked me, A, whether it's a good idea, and B, uh, whether it's uh, a good idea in that amount, and three, how are we doing it? I mean, no one's asked me any of those questions. And, and the think, thing do is, do you think you have an idea that, of how much money is being funneled into that area, or do you absolutely believe? Absolutely not. Do, do you think? Do you think? No that idea. The, do you think that there's people that are benefiting from uh, from this money that uh, that we think is being sent over there? And there's yeah. no accounting for it. It's like I remember before on September 10th of 2001. I think it was one of the generals came up and said, "We're missing a trillion dollars." I don't know if you remember that. That was the day before. The day before September the 11th, they said, "We're missing a yeah. trillion dollars," and all of a sudden, well. Interestingly enough, we have all that information blown up. It's just gone. Well, yeah, 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 let me back up here just a second here. Uh, because I, you said something, and, and, and I, I really want to put on my well, we just, about we got about we got Joe a couple Biden. minutes before the break, though, Chris. So, so I think we got about two minutes. So, go ahead. What, you know, I don't know if you remember, but one of the mafia bosses in New York used to walk around in a bathrobe. So everybody thought he was crazy. So like when he was brought to trial, his defense was he couldn't be a criminal because he's, he, you know, he, 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 he doesn't have the mental capacity. And sometimes I really, really wonder whether Joe Biden is setting all of this up. So when the investigation comes home, he can pretend like he doesn't know, like, What's today? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I that's what I. That's what I think too. I think that Biden yeah, was strategically put there for for the total lack of accountability. I think that he's okay. um, well. well. Can you imagine? Him, people, can you imagine him in front of Congress and somebody says, "We want to talk to you about you know one point two billion dollars in loan guarantees from the Chinese," and his response is. I'll have the lobster thermidor, Andre. Put the socks back, Arnie. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, it's it just to show that he's just like totally incompetent, sort of like Mueller testifying before the House committee. Like, he didn't know what, you know, Fusion GPS was. It was like everybody was saying, like, where's this guy been? You know, he, he was be, he's really show, lost him. McMillan yeah, was everybody a said, television show. It doesn't really have anything to do with reality, did it? Well, I don't know about it. I just know the people who reported on it won the Pulitzer Prize <laughs> for reporting. It was a complete fake. You know, so you got to explain all that stuff to me. You know, like there's the Pulitzer Prize. You're like, I don't really know there is one. You know, it's like your liver or the Ukraine doesn't really exist. But in any event, if it does, they gave it to these people for investigating something that didn't happen. <laughs> That's right. You know, well, it's, it's sort like, of like Obama. reporting on what's in a, Obama got, a, 
Obama got elected and got a peace prize before he was even president. And and the first thing he does is start invading African countries. I mean, Libya was one of the most progressive countries in North Africa until uh, until Obama and uh, Hillary bummed him out. But I hear the music coming up right now, Chris. Let's uh, hold on for a few minutes. We'll be right back. This is Captain Fred. You're listening to The Fifth Dimension on RBN. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Hi. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417 932 6419. 
Okay, welcome back. This is the fifth dimension. Today is October 30th of 2022. I have Captain Chris with me and we're discussing information and what we should do with it or how do we know that we're using the information that we get correctly? Are we being are we being channeled into uh, a behavior or a, a thought process by all the information that we get? You know, Chris, uh, we were I was just saying that we we do we know how that trillion dollars or 600 billion dollars they're given to ukraine does it go to ukraine because you know i i used to work a lot for the uh, a couple of larger aircraft manufacturing companies and they take a big chunk of that pie i'm sure and it's like northrop grumman you know more northrop grumman does a lot more than just build B-2 bombers. Northrop Grumman is a leader in a lot of the new advanced technologies like RF energy and cyber protection and cyber and cyber information. It, it, you know, we could give we could give six hundred billion dollars to Ukraine and yet maybe Northrop would get a big chunk of that because they're providing cyber protection for our they don't call them warriors anymore. They call them war fighters now. But, you know, a whole big chunk of that money goes to probably our, our military industrial complex. A big chunk of it probably goes to the banks because they're the ones printing the money. But we don't really know what's happening with with money in this world. We can be inflamed by it because we feel like we're being excessively taxed. But I it, could we ever possibly know how the money's being spent? I think we have some really good historical insight as to what happens. And, you know, at the in the, during the time of the pharaohs, the Egyptians knew and calculated and accounted for the fact that 14%, they knew it was 14%, of the grain that they harvested would be lost to predation by rats and other vermin. In other words, when they started bringing in the first bag of whatever that they stored, you know, wheat or rice or whatever it was, they already understood that a percentage of that was going to be diverted and eaten by, you know, vermin. They knew. <laughs> so That's I, I think we can. I, <clears throat> I think <laughs> we can take. <laughs> I think we can take that percentage, and it, you know, and I think that we can carry on with it. Uh, and, and I think that we can identify that uh, maybe not with a percentage, but, but as a certainty, uh, a percentage, not that percentage, but a percentage is going to be stolen. Let's just start there. And if you, you remember a, an author named Kurt Vonnegut? Yeah. You know, he was kind of like a hippie guy, you know, but he wrote some fun stuff. But one of the books he wrote was God bless you, Mr. Uh, Mrs. Rosewater, or something like that. And one of the one of the uh, anecdotes in the story was this guy's going to law school, see, and uh, the law school professor says, "Listen, this is what you do." He says, "What you you find a place where money is going to change hands from point A to point B, and you put yourself in the middle of the transfer and you take a piece out of it." And that's what I think Congress is all about. So if you're thinking, if you're asking me, do I know where 
this money's going. I don't know where all of it's going, but I sure know where a piece of it's going. I can't tell yeah. you whether it's 14% or 15% or 12%, but I know a bunch of it's going somewhere for the people who are in the middle of those transactions. Absolutely, yes, I do. And uh, that's well, what I, I find. I think that we Trouble. sometimes get a little too alarmed by this because, like like I was saying, a large percentage of this money they say they're giving to Ukraine is going to primarily benefit people that work in the military, the military industrial complex. I mean, there's a lot of jobs that people don't even know exist. And, you know, it's like for every one of those missiles that uh, Lockheed builds or Northrop builds, they monitor those missiles uh, when they're being stored. They monitor them when they're being used. Every one of those missiles, when they when they shoot a missile up in the air, there's uh, there's people in the United States that are monitoring that monitors the progress where that missile goes, where it's been. That's how they navigate. They know where it's going because they know where it's been. But there's people in facilities in the United States that are monitoring all of these munitions that are high-tech or inexpensive. Of course, you got to remember, at a, a million two for every one of those little little uh, rocket-propelled missiles, uh, you know, that keeps a lot of people working. <laughs> and, and you can't say that it's all going to Ukraine. So, you know, uh, the complexity of our economy, of this of this country, of this world, economically, is way beyond we might be able to understand. Even if it was available, I don't think that we would really be able to see much of it. And I don't know if that's an excuse, but how can we, as as people that live in this country, and we know that we're being lied to all the time, should we just shut up and go with it, go to our jobs and do the best we can, and and when they roll out a vaccine that after they coerce the whole country into either taking it or be or they're criminalized, what do we do? Do we continue this? Can we change this kind of? Uh, I guess it would be a coercive government that doesn't really. I don't think voting really makes a change in any of this anymore. I think that it really has been more of a way to keep everybody enlisting in the consent phase of what they do. Well, again, you know, you and I have this discussion often, and I, I, I just think I disagree with you. I think that that, that participation in a, a, a democratic republic is not only something that we ought to do, it's something that, that we're duty-bound to do. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I would remind you of the movie The Iger Sanction. I don't know if you remember that. But uh, Clint Eastwood is, like, stuck on the side of some mountain in Austria or Switzerland or someplace. And uh, he says to uh, the guy he's climbing with, uh, you know, are we, we going to get out of this thing? What do you think? And uh, his uh, climbing buddy says, no, we're not going to make it. He says, but it's important that we carry on with style, you know, that we carry on. And I, even if it doesn't work, I think we're obligated, like, like the people in that movie. You know, even if, even if it won't work, 
we're obligated to carry on as if it will. And I think it will work. You know, and, and I want to give an anecdote. <clears throat> During the War of 1812, it looked like we were at, yeah, there was a good shot we were just going to get overrun by the British. They attacked and burned Washington. And as Washington was burning, a hurricane came along and put out the fire. And thereafter, the British proceeded north to Baltimore to take over Baltimore. And uh, they attacked a fort, Fort McHenry, uh, and engaged in what was at the time the largest naval bombardment in human history to take the fort. It's the fort uh, and the flag that's the basis of the Star-Spangled Banner. But here's why I'm getting to it. The people who were defending that fort were not supposed to be able to do that. And during the course of the bombardment, a British shell fired from one of those ships flew into the fort and through the roof and right into the main uh, ammunition magazine, the storage for all of the ammunition in Fort McKinley. And the shell landed in the middle of all that. And it was a dud. So... The thing is, is that there are times when uh, I just feel that there's like a divine presence that's saying, carry on, like I got this. And that's what I'm thinking about this election, and that's what I'm thinking about the fate of this country. Uh, I think throwing up our hands and saying that there's nothing we can do, I think that if, uh, if we don't give up on, on divine providence, if we don't give up on God, God's not going to give up on us. So we just keep plotting and we keep trying. And uh, what we have to do is sort through the misinformation and do the best that we can with what we have. I, I think we're obligated. Well, yeah, but that's that's a. I'm not saying that we should give up. I'm just saying, should we give up on the vote? I mean, uh, there's a no. lot of people. There's a lot of people that feel like that this this election that's upcoming is already on the fix. You know, and it may be. But the point is, it's not going to help. You know, the thing is, if somebody's going to cheat, make them work at it. If somebody's going to do something uh, sideways, make it as difficult for them as you possibly humanly can. You know, I, I think that, you know, I'm reading about plans in Pennsylvania, a quarter of a million votes, more or less. Oh, uh, you know, they uh, come in with ballots that were sent to unverified people. Well, there's a problem there, you know, but we have to address that problem. But the thing is, is that, we, you know, we have that situation in uh, Pennsylvania, but unlike the last go-around, at least the courts in Wisconsin, from what I've said, uh, heard, rather, say that they've said that you can't uh, uh, count unverified ballots, if I'm doing this correctly. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, okay, maybe they're still up to it in Pennsylvania, but maybe they're not up to it anymore in Wisconsin. The thing is, is we've just got to keep plugging. You know, I know that the narrative and the mechanics and all of this stuff are skewed a certain way. I refuse to believe that the majority of the population of this country uh, thinks uh, that that there are more than two genders. I I just don't believe that. Do you think think that that there's more than two parties? Do you think there's more than two parties? Because that's the only parties that exist to vote mostly for. There's no discussion of any of views or other parties other than demo Republicans and Republicans. No, I, 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 and there, 
there, there again, I disagree with you. And let me let me give you an example. Uh, let, let me let me point out why I think that there may look like they're two parties, but that's not what's going on. Because I will tell you, in my opinion, that people like Mitt Romney and, and Murkowski and Mitch McConnell aren't uh, the conservative uh, uh, Republicans, if you want to call them Republicans. I'd say conservative, true liberals. When I say liberals, I don't mean progressives. I mean people who believe in you know in reason and science and people who believe in uh, you know in God, people who believe in uh, the family people who believe in uh, constitutional rights are given to us by God, that sort of thing. Those people, us people, we people, are different than folks who vote along, like uh, Liz Cheney, who comes out and, and votes with Democrats, claiming to be a Republican. So I don't think that they're just two parties. They're flavors within the party, and they're people who are not principled, but what are they are uh, uh, personal and achievement-oriented. They want what's in it for them. They are not for what those principles that we share are. And that's the difference, Fred. I think that that's what the political parties really are about. We have to yeah. find that party which most represents those principles that we, that, that we believe are fundamental. I, I think that the people of the United States gave Donald Trump and the Republican Party a clear mandate when Trump was elected, but he was not able to do anything with it. Well, I, he did. He did a lot with it. The thing is, he was not able to do a lot of the things that I think that he wanted to do. But more importantly, the things that the population wanted to be done. And I say that because of the people who were in Congress at that time who really weren't uh, on board with what. Uh, uh, Trump's, well, let me do it this way. Trump is not uh, a movement. Trump grafted onto a movement, and that movement is still alive. And the movement was go to Washington, reach in the box, pull out all the wires, and let's do this differently. That was the mandate that Trump got. Trump didn't invent that. He was the person who closely, who most closely, represented that sentiment, which is still alive in this country, which is still very powerful in this country. The problem is, is that the, the Trump, who I don't like as a personality, had a bunch of deficiencies. And one of them was he didn't understand, in my opinion, how the federal government really works. And the other thing was, is he really didn't understand how well established the, the uh, uh, status quo bureaucracy was and how they didn't want the wires pulled out, how they wanted things to go the way that they always went. In fact, Donald Trump got impeached, if you remember, Veneman. I think uh, he got impeached twice, up. isn't he? <laughs> he got yeah, but I mean, twice. the time, the time of the, I call it the phone call time, the time he got impeached for the phone call, Veneman said publicly that he came forward because Donald Trump was taking a position that was contrary to the consensus opinion within the various agencies. I want you to think about that for a minute. Somebody comes forward, and he's a military officer, and in my opinion, stabs the commander-in-chief in the back because the guy believes that the commander-in-chief is taking a position that's contrary to the, the collective agency opinion. Now, if that isn't the most upside-down thing I've ever heard, and, and that's what the guy said. You know, I'm not inventing it. this. 
Uh, well, yeah, it didn't work as an impeachment tool, but it sure worked as a political event. And what oh, I'm trying to say is Trump, Trump didn't understand that there were people that were that committed to what, what I will call the agency consensus opinion. It's like the, the uh, intelligence community or the FBI. They have an opinion, and I think we've talked about this, at a certain level, people in the bureaucracy stop doing what that agency does. In other words, you're an FBI agent, you know, you've been on the job for four years, you're running around with a gun and a badge, and you're, you're trying to keep people from breaking the law or, or, or arrest them because they have. That's what you do. But when you get way up in the food chain, the only way to get promoted is politically. You have to be involved politically so that when you go before the Senate with the popular people in the Senate, you get a promotion. And that's why those agencies are all politicized. And he didn't well, understand hey, that. We'll, we'll get back to this in a few minutes. This is Captain Fred, Fifth Dimension with Captain Chris. We'll be back in a few minutes. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Very few of them have uh, national ballot access. Uh, There's a few of them that have a lot of state access, like the Green Party. Uh, It has probably maybe um, 10 or 15 states. The Constitution Party uh, doesn't have that many states. The Working Families Party, the Alliance Party, the Reform Party. Reform Party has two states, it's Florida and Mississippi. And then there's the Working Class Party, it's Maryland and Michigan. Party for Socialism and, and Liberation is Florida only. American Independent Party is California. The Peace and Freedom Party in California. Legal Marijuana Now Party, Minnesota and New Hampshire. You know... None of these parties have put anything together that can compete with the monopoly that the Democrats and Republicans have. If there was a time in the history of this country where a third party might be able to gain some traction in this political system, it would be now, I think. And yet the media is controlling and limiting who are being involved in this conversation. I mean, how many how many uh, discussions of the topics for the uh, Libertarian Party have you heard on the mainstream media? Any? Or, or even, for that matter, on uh, alternative m- media? There's not a lot of discussion of the Legal Marijuana Now Party, is there? Not that I've heard. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, Fred, when you've got two or three percentage points. The way one behaves with that voter um, support, I think, is really what the problem is. And here's how it works, in my opinion. If you look, and I'm I'm calling it today. I'm I'm not saying I'm calling it the word today. What I'm saying is I'm making the call today that when all of this nonsense in the election is over, you know, within two weeks, uh, and you look at the percentages that uh, are involved in the control, effectively the control of the government, and, 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 and by that I mean the House is going to go Republican. There are uh, precious few, maybe Pennsylvania, uh, Republican states that may go Democrat. But there are a bunch of Democrat states that may go Republican. And right now we're 50-50. So if, uh, I'm going to get to the point of the independent parties in just a sec. Uh, 
But if, uh, you know, Pennsylvania uh, goes Republican, then you've got, like, now Democrat states, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Georgia, uh, New Hampshire, maybe, Washington State, maybe. Uh, There are a couple places where the elections are going to be within really low single digits, very low single digits. And if an independent party, go ahead. We've got the music playing right now. I guess we had to take another break to back then, but we'll be back. Uh, we're going to take calls next hour, uh, 512-248-8252. Give us a call. We'll talk to you in the next hour. we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to. It's my own design. It's my own remorse. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.